morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day week is that you're tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's an honor to have you. Honor to be here together. Honor to try to work through maybe one of the hardest things, I think. Uh, what we've been talking about is the idea of letting go. And I think one of the reasons why we have such a hard time with it is because we think we're going to lose something. I think really what blocks us from being able to let go to the future is what we were speaking about yesterday, this concept of um, what's blocking our energy are the biases and the worries and the negativity that is around us. There's stuff on the sides. There's a ton of stuff behind us, a ton of stuff behind us. And there's stuff in front of us. And by just looking around and saying to ourselves, wait a second, the things that are around us, if I don't play an active role in blocking them, they're really going to knock me out. That's a hard, it's a hard, I think, mental transition from thinking that that which is around me is me and I could, you know, I got to deal with my life and I have good days and bad days versus that which around me really isn't me. It is the distraction. It's, it's in my life. It's not like, you know, I'm not necessarily making it up. But it's not really me. You see, at the core of spirituality, we believe that what spirituality is, is an ever and always renewable force of energy that is within the physical world. Every day we say a, a line in prayer we bless God, and I'll say it in Hebrew and translate, and it's called HaMechadesh B'chol Yom Tuvo Ma'aseh B'Reishis. He regenerates. He recreates. In fact, we have a, an understanding that when somebody sleeps, there's a, you know, there's a, a, a connection even to death. Because that's why in the morning we wake up, we thank God for returning our soul. Because there's some recreation that takes place. And it takes place every second. But at the very least, it takes place every day. Like, it, it's constantly, it's like picture, like, picture like looking at a, a river flow. Right? I'm not saying this is the exact analogy, but just picture that. You're still, you're looking at water. If you're standing in a spot and you're watching the river flow, you're, it's always going to be exactly the same, right? The water is not going to change. It's going to still look the exact, it'll have the same properties. And if you put a glass in it it'll, and you put it under a microscope, it'll have the same, you know, fundamental elements, but it's not the same water. So even though we look exactly the same, we're not the same. We, we, we're recreated. Our, our spiritual, and we don't get it because the physical world is a world that brittles. The spiritual world is a world that generates. You take somebody who is wise spiritually, he or she gets better with years. But if they are strong physically, they get weaker with years. And when we look and live in a physical world, we start to assume that everything works in the same way. That's why they, you know, the, the Medrash tells us that when God was blew the chauffeur, so to speak, 
on Mount Sinai, the show for sound during that experience, you know, sort of got stronger because he was trying to show the people that when a physical person blows a chauffeur, it starts off strong and it gets weaker. That's how the physical world works and everything. Things start with a pop and then they, they weaken. You're stronger and then you get weaker. You're, you're, the body gets it's harder over time. You don't get, you don't get, unless, you know, you have some kind of like, you know, special surgery or whatever, you you know, you found the fountain of life, but most human beings, as they get older, they become less capable physically. But if you've ever sat with someone who's wise, they get better over time. Spiritual world enhances. And if you see this in a whole different bunch of ways, right? In a spiritual context, the end is always the highlight. In a physical context, the beginning is always the highlight. And so we live in a world where we assume that everything follows the same physical properties, but it's not the case. And so, so much of our life is recreated. Like, it doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. You still may have to, like, you know, you know make amends. You can't just do something, wake up the next morning and go, like, I'm a different person. You got to take responsibility for your actions. But in terms of who you are, in terms of what your capacity is, in terms of what your strength come, where your strength comes from, in terms of who you are, you're brand new today. What holds us back is the memory of who I was yesterday, right? Think about it. When I wake up in the morning, I'm a new person, but I have a lot of neuroplasticity that says, no, you're not. You're the same person you were yesterday. And so you either have these memories or those memories or these skills or that skills, but really, if you get underneath it, I'm a new person and I can, I can, I can start a new leaf. I can start a new, I can start a new page. I could turn a new leaf. <coughs> Is that the right expression? Turn a new leaf. All right. I don't remember. Would that possibly be right? I don't know. But that's the idea that who we are is a regenerable, generable source. And we are constantly able to start from scratch. Like this is, they say, like one of the great reasons when you go through Yom Kippur, you know, when you come out of Yom Kippur and you pray the, the Shmonesri, the prayer after Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur goes from nightfall until nightfall. And then there's still a prayer after Yom Kippur is over. It's called Ma'ariv. It's a, the last prayer. It's not part of Yom Kippur, meaning Yom Kippur starts, you know, let's say like at night and there's the first prayer and the next day there's four prayers and that's Yom Kippur and then, and then it's over. But there's still one more prayer on after that, but that's really connected to the next day because in Judaism, we start the day at night. And in that prayer, that's really the next day, which is 10 seconds after you're done with Yom Kippur, 10 seconds after you believe that God forgave you for your sins, we say in that Shemana Esra, we say, God, please forgive us for our sins. And the rabbis ask, like, what, 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 what did you do? Like, you just, you just finished. Like, you didn't even go anywhere. You finished saying, Yom Kippur says, I, God says, I forgive you. You closed that, right? You opened it up. You didn't, you didn't move. So one rabbi said, you know what you're praying for? You don't believe that God forgave you. You don't believe it. It's too good. It can't be. Why would God forgive me for? Why? You don't believe that you're a new person. You don't believe it. 
Rabbi Nachman once said that one of the greatest challenges of sin is that it convinces you that you're a sinner. Right? Did you ever have this? I'm not a good ex, right? I'm not a good husband, wife. I'm not a is you taking an action and turning it into an identity. And when you turn something into an identity, now it sticks with you every single day. And you can wake up a whole new person. You can wake up and you can have all the energy in the world. But when you identify with something that you've done, and it doesn't become just an action, it becomes who you are, now you revert back when you didn't need to. And so what we're really trying to accomplish here is the recognition. And if, if we get this, it's a game change that every morning when you wake up in the morning, you're a new person. And every morning when you get up in the morning, you have a certain amount of energy that comes to you for your day. And every morning when you get up in the morning, you can actually use your energy to make a tremendous difference. But every morning, you've got guys coming at you, ready to punch you out. It's like one of those like Bruce Lee movies. You walk into a room, there's like 50 karate guys at you. That's how it works. You're not playing golf. You're playing football. And in football, there's something called a defense. You don't just stand on a field and walk into the goal. And if, you don't, if you're not aware of the defense, it's going to get pretty weird because you're not sure why the guys across from you in the different color outfits are stopping you from just going into the goal because that's the game. That's what makes you the player. The whole game of life is the recognition that I have something, but I got to protect it. And there are going to be things against me. It's how it works. Hopefully they're not painful. Hopefully they're not too challenging, but they, there will be things to push me back. They, there needs to be things to push me back. How else does muscle build if, if there's no resistance? If I woke up every single morning, everything was gone. There are like movies like this, right? Like I don't remember anything, but I'm sure there are. Where like everything is perfect. And then like after a while, the guy's like, what am I doing here? There's got to be a movie about this. The whole, the whole greatness of life is overcoming the challenge. It's navigating the guys trying to block you. It's navigating, right? That's the game. And so when we wake up in the morning, we have to realize like, if I could just continue my football analogy, I'm sorry for those who don't follow football. It'll make sense either way. This is my bat for those who are just looking what am I playing with right now? The guys, friends of mine from Dallas, brought me this awesome bat, check this out. Awesome. The game of football is to protect the football, right? That's the most valuable thing you have on the field is the football. Everybody's trying to get the football. That's your soul. That's our soul. The most valuable thing we have is our soul. And it's the source of our energy. It's the source of our power. It's the source of our joy. It's the source um, of everything that we're doing. And every day there are people trying to get it. Not it could be humans, it just could be thinking, it could be, it could be, you know, negative spirituality. And one of the things that we're doing here is trying to identify all the different things coming at us so that we can see it. So the competition is coming at us and not feeling good about myself because I'm not somebody else. It's coming at us. And who I was yesterday 
the identity that I gave myself because of past failures, that's coming at us. And the worry about what's going to be in the future and not recognizing that I have no idea because I'm not even in control of anything, that's coming at us. And every single day, before we even get to like the actual challenges, we're not even up to like doing the work. Like we're not even at the desk yet. We're not even like at the fridge yet, right? We're not even at the prayer, but we're just talking about the mind right now. Every single day, what's going on is our minds are a access point. They're the gas station for the football, for, for our soul. And we need that to flow in order for us to go out there and meet our challenges. And every single day, all around us are all these thoughts and all these cognitions that are going to shut down our system. They're going to have us work at half capacity, that are going to distract us, that are going to jam the ability for us to access who we are. And if we're not aware of them, then we have no shot. Listen, even if we're aware of them, it's hard. But if we're not aware of them, then it's impossible. We think it's us. I'm just, we just, I'm just a worrier. Really? Why? Why are you just a worrier for? We've always been worriers. Really? Where that's not from Moses. When did you start becoming, you know, your parents are warriors. Okay, wonderful. Guess what? You were in your mind, you learned as a kid to worry based on exposure, which leads to neuroplasticity. It doesn't mean that you are a warrior. Yeah, there's some comments about my tea today. That's actually just hot water and a little lemon. Switching it up. The exposure that I have the people that worry make me warriors. I, I'm a warrior. You know, but there's a generation, by the way, if you're unaware of extreme warriors, you know where it comes from? I believe they're children and grandchildren of Holocaust survivors. Those people have the right to be warriors, but it translates. It translates into homes and people worry. It doesn't mean that you're built to be a warrior. It means that your exposure was to act a certain way. Doesn't mean we can't change. Doesn't mean we can't learn more about faith. We can't learn about what's called bitachon, bitachon. We can't learn books about how one has faith. There's a great book called Sha'ar Habitachon, the gates of, of faithfulness. We can't think about it. We can't track it. We can't create exercises in ourselves to be more faith-based in terms of our future. Of course, why can't we change? But that concept that I have to not just change to get better at work and not just change to get better at how I eat and not just create a habit and a ritual to get better at my marriage. I have to create a habit and a ritual to deal with the things in my mind that are blocking me from me my soul. So let's, we're going to delve into this together. And that's what, that's what I want us to, sort of, we're going to work on this a little bit together. How do we create these practical steps of things to do every day? And there's some real great techniques out there that over the course of time, could, even if we, again, even if we cut this out 25%, think about how much more of our lives we'll get. 
if we're able to reduce the negativity around our minds 25%, can you imagine how much more of our soul we'll put into this world? How much joy we'll have? It could change everything. That's what I want to work on together a little bit. But before we do that, hopefully we'll start already tomorrow, God's help. Before we do that, I want just to think about it. To really think about it as you go through your day. And we've done this already, but I really want, it's, it's complicated, so it takes time. Start, today, do this. Just be mindful today. As you feel that the outsider is knocking you down, like you can feel the linebackers knocking out the football. Try to look why. Where is it coming from? The future, the past, the sides. What insecurity is being popped in? Because the more you can identify it, the easier it's going to be for you to ultimately change it. All right. Everybody, thanks so much. Have an incredible day. With God's help, I can't wait to be in tomorrow. Have a great day.